Hi there, my name is Amanda Poole Walsh and I'm the founder of Astrology Hub and I am so grateful you're here. Today we're talking all things Pluto and I know, I know, Pluto is sometimes one of those feared planets, kind of like Saturn but maybe even worse, but Tom's here today to help us reframe this, to help you understand the benevolent role that Pluto can play in your life and to help you understand what your Pluto placement in the chart reveals about you, your unconscious habits and patterns and fears, but also your opportunities for transcendence and growth. Before we go there, I just wanted to ask you first, do you know what Pluto generation you're a part of? Is your Pluto in Leo, in Virgo, in Libra like mine? Before you go any further with this episode, I highly recommend that you look it up if you don't already know, because Tom is going to do a high-level overview of all of the Pluto placements in this episode, so you'll get some really practical, useful input on your Pluto placement here today. I love this quote from Tom. He says that Pluto is trying to get us to process all the unhappy stuff to get to this golden, shiny goo of passion and purpose hiding underneath. And when we do Pluto well, we become agents of change, which is how the world changes. In today's episode, we're going to cover how Pluto can help you understand certain aspects of why your life is the way it is and help you actually learn to confront, face, and transform the pain, anger, rage, loss, grief, sorrow, or hopelessness that you may feel in certain areas of your life. Tom's also going to cover how working with your Pluto can help you realize that your pain is not a punishment, but it's a learning vehicle for your ultimate empowerment and will eventually become the source of you truly loving yourself. And then third, we're going to cover why Pluto is associated with your unconscious and how giving voice to these things helps you live your life more intentionally. So a little bit more about our teacher and guest today, if you have not ever worked with Tom. Tom was one of the most acclaimed astrologers on our world-renowned Astrology Summit 2.0. He specialized in the teachings of Pluto for over 10 years and offers a unique and proven interpretation of Pluto's influence on your life and evolutionary path. He's been in practice for over 12 years He's a level two graduate of Stephen Forrest's apprenticeship program. Tom has spent over 10 years channeling an ascended master and working with the spirits of the dead. This experience has taught Tom about the nature and journey of the soul. Tom's global practice reaches those ready to transform in the deepest ways and teaches others how to become empowered to live the life that they envision. Tom also taught the first ever course that we offered here at Astrology Hub. So I have this like really tender spot for Tom in my heart. This was years ago before Astrology Hub was what you know it to be today. And he was truly the first teacher that we did a course with. The course is called The Pluto Generations, and it's an audio course with slides and some pretty amazing bonuses. So if you resonate with what Tom shares here today, you'll have an opportunity to go deeper with him in our online course, The Pluto Generations, where Tom goes through every Pluto placement in extreme detail. So you can learn about your parents and your children and your spouse and everyone in your life because every generation that is alive today is covered in this course. And what he does is he breaks down the clues that Pluto gives you about your soul purpose, 
based on your Pluto generation. He breaks down the art of transmuting fear and anger into love and compassion, again, per Pluto generation. So this is going to be specific to you. He talks about how darkness can be a portal to self-understanding and teaches you about that piece of self-understanding. And then for every Pluto generation, he gives specific mantras to invoke Pluto's transformative healing power. The students in this course loved it. We received the best feedback. And again, this was the first course we offered. So I was like, whoa, people loved it. It was so awesome. You can check this out at astrologyhub.com slash Pluto. Again, that's astrologyhub.com slash Pluto. And um, you can add that to your Astrology Hub library of courses if you have other courses from us. And we're going to put that link in the show notes as well. So this discussion today here on Pluto is bound to give you insights, whether or not you can continue with his course. The podcast today is going to give you insights into yourself that may just help you break out of some of those cycles that you found yourself in. I really hope you enjoy it. Tom Jacobs, how wonderful to be here with you today. You were one of the very first astrologers that I ever worked with as a part of Astrology Hub. It's, it's like a full circle moment to have you back. Thank you. Thank you. I'm happy to be back. Yeah. All right. So I would love for the audience to have an opportunity to get to know you a little bit better. Tell us about your journey to astrology. How did you become an astrologer? How did it come into your life? Yeah, I first, um, I studied sun sign stuff in a very cursory way, like, oh, this is what a Gemini is like, and oh, I'm a Scorpio, you know, in my 20s, just cursorily, you know, not a big deal. And then when I hit 30, I overheard somebody talking about astrology, and I was intuitively piqued, and I had to know everything about it. So I dove in, and this was shortly after my Saturn return, and mine indicates I need to open my mind and be more uh, expansive and open-minded. And so it really changed my worldview. And I saw that I could help people understand themselves, why they did what they did, why they believe what they believe. And so I, I just dove in. I studied it like it was my job. And um, then I started seeing clients uh, a bit later. And um, yeah, it was just kind of like I, I needed to have my mind opened. And so this happened. And I was like, oh my God, there's more going on than just logic. Well, that's interesting. And it was just a real opening. Hmm, interesting. It's amazing how you just sort of dabbled and weren't that curious. And then all of a sudden it was like a light switch went on. It's like, I need to know everything about that. Isn't that that's fascinating. That's right. Yeah, it was. I was hungry. As soon as I saw what you could do with that, I was hungry. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. And why Pluto? Like you, you definitely specialize and focus on Pluto as part of the work that you do. Why do you find that's important? You know, it's just, you know, being aware of this course and our focus on it, it may look like I focus a ton on Pluto. I kind of do, but I do do whole chart readings and all that stuff. But the reason that Pluto stands out to me is it is, it represents an unconscious path to strength and confidence that our soul sets out for us as humans. And so we are driven by our unconscious fears and desires, and that's represented by Pluto. So to help people understand why their lives are the way they are, and to help them actually learn to confront, face, and transform in the face of all the Plutonian negative words like pain, anger, rage, loss, grief, sorrow, depressiveness, hopelessness, all those things, um, powerlessness, whatever, to help people actually move through that, you have to, I, I've found it is very useful to reveal to them the shape and scope and data bank memories for many lifetimes of the Plutonian disempowerment. Because our unconscious beliefs essentially drive our lives. 
So anybody familiar with channel material or abundance teachings or whatever are going to already have heard this and understand this. And so one of the reasons I focus on Pluto is I really want people to realize that the pain they have is not a punishment, but it's a learning vehicle for their, for their empowerment as humans. Because we're all here in my version of soul, the model of soul that I work with, to learn to become the source of love for the self. And Pluto in the chart says, I have to do this to make life feel meaningful. And I have a cache of unhappy memories for many lifetimes that come up when I do it. So it's a lot about revealing the unconscious pain and problem so that you can feel empowered and not feel like you're a victim. And I needed that for myself and it turned into a career. Mm, Fascinating. All right. So tell us for people that are not familiar with Pluto, tell us how it works. You know, there's, there's Pluto generations. You're part of a cohort. Can you just tell us a little bit of the mechanics of around Pluto in the chart? Yeah, definitely. So as an outer planet, its orbit around the sun is 248 years. It will, of course, you know, traverse a sign for years. Uh, it's, it's got a highly elliptical orbit. So every cohort or generation is not the same uh, number of years. Um, but the idea is it's, you know, slowly moving and we have something in common with our cohort. Like you and I are Pluto and Libra people. So we happen to have in common, the worst thing that can happen to us is unfairness, injustice, inequality, you know, uh, power over power under in relationships that don't respect people, not listening to each other, not showing up as equals. These are the sources of pain. We happen to have that in common. And some people might say that these generational influences are not important personally, but any evolutionary astrologer will emphasize that Pluto and these other planets are important. So the idea with the generations teaching is, I want you to understand where you fit in your family system over generations. And so you can understand your parents and your kids and your peers, as well as you can, you know, and so that brings more compassion and my Pluto's in Libra. So I want more fairness and understanding, but then also you can understand all of those, the people that you are in the same generation with, because to, again, make the unconscious pain conscious to put words to it, we can then operate ourselves with more intentionality. And this is part of my bringing more justice and peace to the world with my Libra Pluto. Hmm, Interesting. So do you find that most people, when you start to talk about their Pluto generation, they resonate deeply with the, with their cohort or are there, are there a lot of factors that convoluted or, or make it more or less pronounced? Yeah. um, Everybody does relate. And the, the nature of the Pluto level of information within us, we know this hurts that sucks, that stinks, I regret that. We know that about ourselves as individuals, but most of us do not talk about this stuff because Pluto issues bring shame as well. Shame, guilt, regret, self-doubt, feelings of powerlessness. It's embarrassing to really give voice to anyone's Pluto. They're going to be mortified because it's the sense of, I feel like I'm a loser because I can't make this thing happen, not realizing the unconscious beliefs and memories from many lifetimes, these pains from other lifetimes are actually vibrating and we're acting accordingly. So we create pain for ourselves. And then we have, everybody has a house placement. Some people have it retrograde. Some people have it direct. Uh, It's retrograde about five months every year. So on average, over 40% of the population has it retrograde. And then there are, of course, the whole 
list of aspects and then transits to Pluto, transits to Pluto. So yeah, it gets more specific, but the way I designed this generation's teaching with you or for this application for this in these sense of interviews with you, I designed it to get the most uh, broad stroke, big picture vision as possible and everybody will relate to it. It's not like you read in the newspaper about Aries and you don't feel like you're an Aries. This is completely different. This is acknowledging the often unspoken, very painful garbage under the surface that you've been living with and maybe fighting with your whole life, maybe feeling ashamed about your whole life. So this, it, people do relate to it, absolutely. And, and I also have the opportunity through this kind of work to inspire people to think in deep ways about the human experience. So not only did they relate personally, it leads us to more compassion because when you understand this other generation, like I have worked this teaching a lot with my mom who's Pluto and Leo. And part of her deal is she needs recognition. Well, part of my deal is there's more than just ego here. So we have tension sometimes. And I've used this teaching to really help me have compassion for her. When she seems self-centered, I can say, yes, I understand part of her deal is, you know, so anyway, it's really helping people understand this deep part of the human experience because everybody's been through pain. So can we acknowledge that and not be angry at others because they rub us the wrong way? Let's have compassion. Let's understand why they are the way they are. And I remember when we first did this course, so you guys, this was the first course we ever offered via Astrology Hub is, is Tom Jacobs' Pluto Generations. And I was blown away by the response from the students. They loved it. They got so much out of it. And do you remember when I had you skip over Pluto and Leo? Yes. Oh my gosh. I, so we were running out of time, you guys, and we were on like a free webinar, I think is what we were doing. And, and um, Tom was going through all the Pluto generations and then we literally were out of time. And I was like, Tom, can you skip Pluto and Leo? And I literally received like hate mail. I was like, oh wow, that was a mistake. That was really interesting. Of all, of all the Pluto generations to skip, right? That's right. That's right. So in Leo, you ignore them. It's, it's terrible. With people with Pluto and Virgo, you don't pay attention to details. You don't really listen to what they're expressing specifically. They'll get upset. With Libra, it's like, um, you know, twisting their words or not listening, you know, it, and all the, you know, or with Scorpio not being direct and honest. Yeah, let's go through them, Pluto. Let's do it. I, Pluto, I just called you Pluto. Sorry. <laughs> let's go through them. Hey, that's cool. You can call me Pluto. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just go through them. Um, just because I know people are curious. It's like, okay, my Pluto's in Scorpio. What does that mean? I know we're not going to be able to do a deep dive here today, but maybe just give us a little bit. What does it mean to have your Pluto in these different placements? Yeah. So like I said, there's this cache of unconscious memories for many lifetimes. And these memories are of the best and worst of human experiences. The best triumph, the worst defeat. And we all each walk around with this reservoir in our unconscious selves. So there is a, whatever Pluto sign your Pluto's in, whatever sign it's in, you have to do this thing to make life feel meaningful. But this is also what has generated so much difficulty or pain or sorrow, grief or anger in certain lifetimes. So you think about this range of stuff in every sign. I'll just say like, let's start with Pluto and Cancer. Before you do that, let me just say, anybody wondering where their Pluto is, then you can just go online put in your birth date and look for Pluto generation and it'll, you'll find it. So it's not super specific to your time or anything like that. Um, but if you just put in your, your birth information, you'll be able to find out where your Pluto is. Yeah. And I might fudge the dates a little, but I'll offer them as, as we go. 
So with Pluto, and there's also fudge factor at the beginning and the end because of the retro periods. So that's why I say like, oh, 1971, 72, it's because portions of each year might have different signs. So with Pluto in Cancer, uh, that's like um, the 19 teens. I want to say like it first hits there like 1913 or 14, and then it goes up until like 1936, 37. And Pluto in Cancer, you know, ruled by the moon, needs safety home, family, belonging, emotions, do my needs matter, right? I have to do this. I have to pursue belonging and foundation and roots and home and family, but that is also the source of my deepest pain. I don't know if I'm safe. That's kind of a, a key thing there with Pluto and Cancer. And um, yeah, so you have to pursue safety and security, but you have fears of security and safety. And also if your needs matter, that's a huge thing. And maybe feeling invalidated by others regarding your emotional needs. So that's the Cancerian idea. With Leo, then we pick up, you know, starting in the late 30s, like 19, I think a little in 36, but 1937, 38, up until um, 1956, 57, 58, little, you know, almost 20-ish years. Pluto and Leo, ruled by the sun, is about developing a healthy ego. So the wounding for many lifetimes is in being seen and having an opinion and being creative and sharing your story, like getting up there and performing your monologue or reading your poem or showing your painting or whatever it is. But even at the basic level of having an opinion and having like, this is what I think about this, this ballot measure coming up in our town, you know, like my opinion. So the, the, what they need to do is express themselves, but that is the source also of the painful things. So people ignoring you is terrible. People stealing your, your unique idea, people co-opting it, right? Um, people saying, oh yeah, already seen that. You're not unique. These are some of the terrible things for people with Pluto and Leo that's so painful. So they have to express, but think about all the ways expression can go wrong. And that's the source of it. Pluto and Virgo, which is roughly like you know, 1957, 58, up until 71, 72. So everybody born in the 1960s has Pluto and Virgo, FYI listeners. And um, Virgo is about being specific and being useful, being a team player, and navigating, taking responsibility for things. They need to improve things, whether it's healing or actually fixing and repairing things, or through analysis and discernment, so logic, counting things, you know, technical things like computer programming, they need to improve things. But in some lifetimes, they've made mistakes, or they've used the wrong variables, or they helped somebody who didn't want help, and all these things can bring pain. Or they helped, like their fingers to the bone and the other person still wasn't happy and healthy that those kinds of things are the hardest things. I was not useful. You know, I didn't prepare enough or somebody didn't want it or something like that, or I helped and the person still died. You know, that that's a Pluto and Virgo kind of painful thing being useful. I didn't prepare enough. I didn't show up on time. So I couldn't get the job done. Now I feel shame. These are the kinds of things with Pluto and Virgo that are hard being ineffectual, making mistakes. So they can be very hard on themselves because they're professional critics. So then Pluto and Libra, and that's like 1971, 72, up through, I think, January of 1984, maybe December of 83, but anyway, right around there. And this, this is ruled by Venus, and it's about interpersonal relationships, but it's about fairness, balance, and harmony. So things that are unfair are the worst things for Pluto and Libra people. Some of us, I'm in that generation, some of us listen too much and don't participate in relationship enough and then wonder why we're invisible and, and nobody cares about us. Others of us may become dominant to try to make sure we're never ignored or, or left behind. So you have these kinds of extremes, but it's about what is fairness and how to create fairness. It's also about creating peace. 
And in some lifetimes, we were born into tense or violent or tyrannical or unjust scenarios. We have to learn how to deal with healthy conflict. Negotiation, diplomacy are parts of this story. Compromise too, but how can I tell you who I am, listen to who you are, and, and come to an agreement with neither of us feeling screwed over? That's Pluto and Libra's need, but the pain is unfairness, things are unfair, things are unbalanced. And Pluto and Scorpio, like early 1984 up to early 1995, and this is its own sign, and there's a, a need for truth, so the pain comes from not truth. So they're very in tune with their shadow stuff, and they may feel ashamed because of their unconscious, their motivations. They may have sorrow or anger or depressiveness that is giant, and they may be embarrassed about it. So they're afraid sometimes of looking at the truth of what they actually feel. Any planet in Scorpio needs to dive deep and make peace with what looks like shadow, bring light to shadow, bring love. And Pluto and Scorpio people have been wounded and really maybe even feeling decimated by their own emotions, That all that stuff under the surface. So more truth, more transparency, more honesty. When you meet someone with Pluto and Scorpio who's doing it health in healthy ways, they are disarming because they're looking straight into you without judgment, without fear, without anger, but they will also tell the truth that you don't even know how to deal with it because it's so pure, it's so right. So confronting our inner shadows and what look like demons, some monsters, so we can be fully honest, that's the path with them. But think about Scorpio, power over power under problems. They may have been abused and manipulated and used. So, and some of them, it's about money issues. Some of that's about sexuality issues. It's always about truth and transparency. And those are the healing tools. Sagittarius, uh, January of 1995 up to January of 2008. And that's about belief, the power of belief. And, uh, you know, we think about it, these, you know, some of these kids, some of these are kids, right? Some of them are young. Um, some of them are young adults, but they're learning about how to have the conviction of belief and wondering if that costs too much. So what's worth believing in? And if I'm optimistic, what happens? If I'm pessimistic, what happens? Because this is a sign ruled by Jupiter. So some of them need to reclaim the ability to believe in something. And some of them need to open up to change their beliefs so they are not pigeonholing themselves or putting blinders on because of what we can think of as confirmation bias. I can only, I'm only willing to see what I was already interested in looking for. That's, a, that's a, an Achilles heel for that generation. Uh, but they, again, they have been sometimes wounded by believing in something that hurt them or turned out not to be true. It can be devastating. So with some of those kids and young people, if they're optimistic, you can't change them, but maybe they need to temper it. And if they're pessimistic, you can't change it, but maybe they need to temper it. Like all is not lost just because, you know, something isn't true. So, and that's also about imagination, intuition, and hunches too. So there's a thing in there to be empowered through imagination and brainstorming and vision. And then Capricorn, we're presently with Pluto and Capricorn. And so these are kids, uh, kid kids, none of them are adults. Uh, January 2008, and that goes into like 2023 and 2024. So people being born now have that. Um, and this is about authority, discipline, structure, respectability. It's about ambition. So you think about they have to pursue ambition, but they've been burned through it. You know, they have to be responsible for things and try to be respectable and worth respect, but they may have been burned through that. So they're trying to a number of them are trying to prove that they're capable and, and worth 
respecting. So um, we did this course a few years ago. Since then, you know, some of these kids, more of these kids are older and are able to have better dialogues with adults. And I'm hearing, <laughs> I hear from parents about, you know, I told some parents to expect their kids to challenge their authority. And to say stuff like, look, you're always telling me, you know, that I have to do my homework by a certain time, but I look at you and your deadlines, you pay that bill late. You know, they're like monitoring how responsible people are and measuring it against themselves. And, and some of them are earnestly gonna, are trying to become worthy of respect. And so they might try to really prove that they can do it. And Capricorn, you know, Pluto and Capricorn, think about what if you had power over people in society and you made a choice that hurt a bunch of people. They may feel guilty about how they've used their authority. Similarly, if they didn't make a choice, but they could have had the opportunity, they may have a problem with not measuring up. So that's the kind of terrain for that. Wow, Tom. And I know we go into so much more detail in the course. You go, tell, tell us, well, before we do that, how do you, I, it seems like a mean joke in some ways. <laughs> like the very thing we need is the thing that we have all the pain around. Why do you think it's set up this way? It's set up this way in the, ver the model of soul that I channel and that I teach because every single soul, which is intact, is divine love. It knows its true nature. In my version of evolutionary astrology, which is really a third stream, People have studied with Jeff Green and Steve Forrest, and people assume, because I studied with Steve Forrest, that I'm like a little clone of him. But I've consulted other beings to develop a different teaching. So I'm really doing a third thing, which is people are having a hard time understanding that because they look at me and they say, oh, he's from Steve Forrest's group. But anyway, my version of soul, because I didn't receive this from like a religious tradition or an idea of soul. I asked dead people what their soul, what their life is about. I asked an ascended master how this creation thing happens. So in my version of soul, Every soul intends that its humans encounter the opportunity to become the source of love for themselves, to go into fear and pain, to learn to transform out of it. Pluto is a transformation keyword, or transform is a Plutonian keyword. So why is it, it we, part of us sometimes want to think that pain is punishment or loss, uh, we're being, we've done something wrong, or, but the fact, you know, in the model that I use, the, the thing of why all this stuff happens is every human life every single human life, is a challenge to face pain and fear and grief and loss and anger, things that seem too intense to deal with and to learn to deal with them in conscious, intentional, empowered ways. So we are powerful. But the soul's version of power is self-respect and self-care and self-love. So everyone's got this portion of the worst <laughs> while they're trying to pursue their best. And that's why, because we are essentially, we're not here to build buildings or we're not here to like, um, you know, create paintings. We're not here for all these things that people actually do. We're not here to buy and sell stuff. We're here because soul says, I wonder what it's like while I'm embodied to go through a bunch of garbage. Will I tap into the truth that I'm already powerful and loving? Will I transform through pain, become the source of love for myself? Think of that as like an arc, a story arc, every single human life boils down to. And so that is why Pluto. That is why Pluto. I love it. I love it. Okay. So Tom, tell us about the actual modules in the course. Like how does it work? Um, you know, what, what do students experience in the Pluto Generations course? So even, so if it's your particular generation, you're going to, you know, in every, in every module, it is an exploration of what they need to do, what the person in that generation needs to do and what they all have in common, but also what kinds of things come up 
the pain, the fear, the guilt, but then also remedies for moving through those things. And in other words, how to understand this thing that feels disempowering is actually pushing you into pain so you respond with self-respect. So I'm basically telling you what the problem will feel like, and then I'm talking about the beliefs that go with it and then how to change the beliefs so that you can be empowered in that way. Like uh, with, with my mom with Apudu and Leo, she needs to express herself. Well, part of her wounding is people won't listen to her sometimes. Or people say, oh, I've already heard that or whatever. I don't want to hear your poem or whatever. Um, or that's not special. Okay. So she will take that personally. It will hurt her because her Pluto's in Leo. Well, if she understands, okay, I'm going to encounter this. Let me see how I can change my approach to it because I'm being told my path to self-love involves this. When they say I'm not going to listen to you, I need to validate myself. So in the course, I'm also giving keys to each generation how to resolve the terrible feelings. So Libra, things are unfair. Okay, well, fine. Okay, great. Let me own that I am going to bump into a bunch of opportunities to not be heard or to be treated as better or less than but not equal, right? I want equality. I'm going to have tons of opportunities to have boundary problems where I, I wonder, is somebody trying to take advantage of me or wait, and I did that? Am I taking advantage of somebody? Wait, is that fair? I'm going to have billions of opportunities. So when I own that, when those things come up, I can be like, oh, right, this is my path to self-love. This is not a punishment and a problem. I'm not harming somebody. Somebody's not harming me. This boundary thing is coming up because I need to become empowered in processing it. So Puro and Virgo, I'm trying to help you, but you don't want help. That's so painful to me because I care about you, right? I'm trying to help. Well, understand you're going to encounter many, many opportunities to confront the limits of how you can help people and the limits of what you should be responsible for. So, so we, when we own that, we have the keys to operating in a more intentional way where we don't lose energy, leak energy, spiral into sadness and wallow in pain and lose the opportunity to become this source of love for ourselves. So anyway, the Pluto Generations course is in a very fundamental way handing you a description of the problems and then it, what, what it can feel like and acknowledging it with validity because my mom's thing or my mom, my thing or your thing, it made to somebody else look like whiny nonsense or a waste of time. But if you can validate your issue, I can validate my issue, ah, then we can have the chance to actually be together in a more respectful way without judging ourselves or each other. So I'm handing you what looks like the problem as well as the keys to work with it. And there's mantras and affirmations that we can use. That's right. So those are in there too. I organize those in there too. Right. Tom, you know, as a parent, I can see this is so, as such a helpful tool to understand, you know, what some of those unconscious things that the, the child might not be aware of, some of the things that they're, they're inviting into their life in order to experience a certain um, empowerment in the end, and really just endless opportunities for reframing, you know, the things that happen. That's really what it's all about. And that's what our lives are about. Well, Tom, um, can you give us a few examples of clients that you've worked with or students that you've had whereby understanding their Pluto has helped them have that sort of aha moment and push them into a different place in their life? Yeah. I think about one client who did a lot of work with me. I may have even mentioned her in the, in the previous time we, we talked about this, but with Pluto and Virgo in the first house, a very loud Pluto. And so when she walks into a room, people notice because it's a very loud Pluto. And, but people in that, with that, 
you know, Pluto in, in such a place may be projected upon too. So I worked with her over a few years where she was having a lot of issues at workplaces where people were vilifying her, making her wrong, blaming her for stuff, just basically looking for ways to make her wrong for things. And so it's helping her understand, right, you're wondering what you're responsible for, Pluto and Virgo. You're trying to figure out did I do that? You know, is, did I really do that? What am I responsible for? What are you trying to make me responsible for? Navigating that intentionally so you create self-respect all the time and you realize, right, I'm drawing opportunities to really understand what I'm truly responsible for in a, in a healthy way. Um, another, another thing, uh, even me with my Libra Pluto, like I can notice how many things are unfair, but I realize, right, with this teaching, I have to show up as an equal. You can't see what's happening inside me. I have to say, this is where I am. This is what I need. This is what I don't need. So I can, you know, so it's helped me a lot overcome feeling that things are unfair because I'm like, right, they're not mind readers. I have to say, this is who I am. So that's an empowered Libra kind of thing. I think of a lot of people with Pluto and Leo that I've worked with where I say, you're naturally going to, and just not picking one particular person, but this whole thing about don't take personally if others don't want to hear your poem. That's my joke, my little generic example. If somebody doesn't laugh at your joke or doesn't want your opinion, don't take it personally. I've had a lot of people in that generation cycling through decades of pain of feeling invalidated. And I say, you have to validate your own opinion. And, and, you know, and it gets easier and easier to own that, yes, I'm going to encounter other people who invalidate it because I need to become empowered through validating it. So yeah, I guess I'm not being more specific, but those are some examples. No, that's, that's really good. You know, as you're speaking, I'm realizing that, so I have the Pluto and Libra as well. One of my biggest mentors in my life right now, who helps me with those things around boundary and equality and relationships. And, you know, she she talks about it as like showing up as the, the queen. So you have the queen and the king. So, you know, but those are equals, although opposite sex is still showing up as equals. And she's a Libra. And she is, her whole work is on, around relationships and really teaching these, these, these things. And for me, it, I get so much empowerment in working with her. It's Alison Armstrong. It's, if you guys are interested in her work, it's episode um, 12. I did an interview with her. But it's funny how we, I, I find that we both attract the circumstances that are going to trigger the desire to learn more and to learn how to find that mastery within that thread that we're exploring and that the right teachers come and the right experiences come and all that, but we, we have to be paying attention, you know? And, and sometimes for me with, with her, the work is so intense that I can be like, I don't even want to do this for a while. Like, I don't even want to listen to one more thing. I don't, because it's like, it brings up so much, but knowing that it's part of my soul path, it's like, well, I need to stay on that. Like, even when it's challenging. That's right. And when we get into our Plutos, like I said, like we get into that deep territory. So if her son's in Libra, she's just walking around as a Libra. But this goes into your unconscious cache of, oh my God, is there something terrible happening? You know, the kind of like fear of what my, you know, and what I try to emphasize, and, and I do in the course as well, that we're just walking around on earth right now. And there may not be a lot of like tragedy and drama all the time in our lives. But I mean, hopefully there isn't. But some of us, we have things happen. But regarding the cache of Plutonian memories, fears, regrets, regrets guilt, shame, whatever, sorrow, the most intense things are there and may be triggered. And we don't live like two or three or a hundred lives. We live many, 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 many lives. And all the memories of that unhappiness, of those major things that are unhappy, can be triggered. So when we go into the Pluto thing, 
it, you know, she's again, that person who's a Libra sun would just be walking around and talking to you as a Libra, but it would eventually get down into your core where there's like a bunch of stuff that you may not yet know how to deal with because the emotional impact is so deep. Yes. Wow. It's fascinating. You guys, any of you interested in taking Tom Jacobs course, Pluto Generations, you can go to astrologyhub.com slash Pluto and check it out. It's a, it's a great class. We did it. Tom put his heart and soul into it and all the research that he's done on Pluto, um, both through your channeling and through all the years of client work. And you have a, a, a couple books on Pluto Generations as well, right? Well, I have a trilogy of books called The Soul's Journey, Soul's Journey 1, 2, and 3. And they do explore, the first one has like 20, 20 some examples, but it does lay out how I do evolutionary astrology. Book two is taking all those principles in a workshop. It's a transcription of a workshop with seven people where I tell them their karmic stories and then we talk about it and do counseling. Book three is, is a, an evaluation of 19 of my own other life selves or past life problems uh, through my own chart. So it's more specific with one chart. So you see the multidimensional nature of it. So that's where to go if you want to learn about how I do Pluto is the Soul's Journey trilogy of books. Fascinating. Awesome, Tom. It has been so fun to be here with you today. Thank you so much for joining us. And I'm really looking forward to um, our audience getting a chance to know you better through the Pluto Generations course. So thank you so much. Thanks, Amanda. I hope you enjoyed this journey through the Pluto Generations. And if this talk resonated with you and you like Tom, you like his style, and you think there could be some additional clues for you on your journey, by understanding your Pluto more, more deeply, I highly recommend that you check out our Pluto Generations course. And if you're an astrologer, this can be a great thing to add to your toolbox. Again, this was the first course we offered, and here's some of the feedback that we received. Deborah said, I appreciate what I have learned from you and also the reasonable price for the class and the bonus package. From Allie, she says, that was crazy, like crazy. <laughs> You really clarified and solidified many of the insights and lessons I've received lately in your Libra session tonight. You communicate in such a clear manner and really explain things well so they are clear and not overwhelming. And then Kim said, I love the session on Pluto and Virgo, embarrassingly on the mark, LOL. <laughs> so this is now, we did teach it live at one time. It's now all recorded and available for you to enjoy at your convenience. Just go to astrologyhub.com slash Pluto to learn more and add this course to your Astrology Hub library. And the link is in the show notes. And please join us again next week. We have an epic interview with Astrologer and our next Inner Circle Guide, Adam Summer. We talk about Mars, Venus, and Mercury cycles and how you can use these cycles to co-create with the universe. It's really inspiring. These, uh, these cycles the Venus cycles, the Mars cycles, the Mercury cycles, I've gotten so inspired by them lately. I'm really interested in working with them so much more consciously. And this talk with Adam was really a huge spark for me. Um, and I hope it is for you too. So check in next week for that. And also remember that we have a new audience question segment with Stormy Grace on Mondays. So we're bringing audience members on the show. That's you and answering real questions, and using your chart to give you real feedback on how to navigate real challenges in your life. It's truly magical. I have loved this new segment. It is like my new favorite thing. 
Um, so you can submit your questions for consideration by going to astrologyhub.com slash ask. That's astrologyhub.com slash ask. If your question is selected, we will set up a recording session with you. So we'll also have the pleasure of meeting you virtually. And I'd really love that. I love meeting you guys. It's a highlight of my week. So again, just go to astrologyhub.com slash ask, submit your question. We're answering as many as we can. Um, and we would love to feature you and your question on the show. In the meantime, I hope you have a wonderful week and weekend. And thank you so much for being here with us today. I love spending this time with you. Thank you so much for being a part of our community. And thank you, as always, for making astrology a part of your life. I'll catch you on the next episode. Relationships, putting your dreams into action, your ideal career path. What themes are up for you to explore this coming month? Find out now by downloading Astrology Hub's free lunar cycle calendar for next month. The calendar gives you details on the upcoming week's cosmic curriculum, including the theme, mantras, daily aspects, and journal prompts you can use to work with the energy. Just go to astrologyhub.com slash calendar to get your free lunar cycle calendar now. That's astrologyhub.com slash calendar. Hi, this is Chris Kaplan, the producer of the Astrology Hub podcast. This episode is over, but check the show notes for links to products and services you've heard about during this episode. And if you enjoyed our show, please subscribe and rate using the subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcasts.